Welcome to episode 75 of the Misanthropod. I am Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Whip. Say hello. Hello there. And I am also joined by Drumblebum. Say hello. Hello there. Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> Very oh, good trend projection, kind of good trend going on. How are you, lovely gentlemen, today? Uh, doing doing okay. Uh, doing okay, considering uh, both of us spent the last week mostly dying of the dreaded lurgy the flu um, the murder flu i don't know if it was flu but it was fucking horrible whatever it was yeah um how are you matt i i'm i'm better than you guys sounded last week <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah that's why this podcast is a few days late because <laughs> yeah we weren't good <laughs> oh. but, but you're, you're both feeling a bit better now yes yes um if you suddenly hear muting uh, that would be because we've muted it so we can cough up a lung, but, you know, it's probably okay. Yeah. Uh, how are you, though, Snipe? How I'm feeling better. I'm feeling better. Um, interested to see how this podcast goes, seeing as, yes, we are on the the death throes of an illness, and also it's hecking warm in here. Yes. For some reason, uncomfortably warm today. I don't know why. Yeah. I think uh, got a couple of uh, bits of news to go out. Wib, I will defenestrate you if you don't do it now okay well i guess i best do it then yeah um so yeah uh what a lot of people uh listening to this are probably new-ish people uh because hello. yes hello hello new people uh <laughs> because we've had a our most recent codex compliant has done well how, how can i put this it it's, has pleased the algorithm it has pleased the algorithm <laughs> yeah. and we have suddenly um shot up um like 5k Subs, uh, by the time you hear this, we will probably be at 20k subs. Uh, so hello, hello new people. Um, I hope uh, you, you enjoy your stay in the brief time before we say something controversial and you decide you hate us. And by controversial, I mean, I don't know, something like representation is important or, I don't know, Nazis are bad. Thanks for the dislikes! <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, that's just whatever happens whenever you get a bunch of new people in. Uh, so that's yeah, fine. Yeah, no, that's fine. But most yeah. of you are probably nice, so hi. Yes, yeah, hello. so hello to all the nice people who stick around. Uh, we're sorry about this podcast, it's just this is what it is now. Yeah, we're uh, not sorry yeah. about having controversial opinions, we're just sorry about existing, I We're guess. just sorry about whatever this is. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that's yeah done phenomenally well, the new Codex yeah, Compliant. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing, because occasionally, like, this has happened twice in our YouTube careers, TM, and that did kind of make me want to wretch saying it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's horrible admitting you're a YouTuber. I don't, I just like <laughs> saying I'm a content creator because YouTuber has such a fucking stigma. It's yeah. like I was, I was in a in a pub and this late this lady who was fucking drunk as fuck showing me her dinosaurs, which I'm not making up. She um, actually did. That, that yeah. sounds amazing. Yeah, she was amazing. It was in Ryan's bar in in town, uh, the Irish pub. And she was like, so what do you do for a living? And I'm like, I make videos on the internet. And she was like, what? <laughs> really? And I'm like, 
Yes, Unity was literally stood behind us, like like, and I could just tell that he was really enjoying me watching me just fuck up a conversation. <laughs> but we were watching you dig a hole where you were effectively telling a strange person that you did porn. Yeah, which is um, like, without meaning to, which is like totally cool if that's what you do. But like, that's not what I do, and I panicked, and I just didn't want to say the dreaded like no no word YouTuber. <laughs> I was, like, uh, I, amazing. I, I was like, I make videos on the internet. Um, You're just desperately trying to avoid someone going, oh, like PewDiePie, and you have to force the wretch back. I have to headbutt know? them to death. <laughs> that is the best solution to that situation. <laughs> well, I mean, if anyone can think of a better one than headbutting somebody to death, I'd like to hear it. But anyway, uh, yeah, video's done really, really well. Yeah, no, so I'm, I'm really, it's really nice. Having a big uh, yeah. flood of, of, of new peeps and everyone enjoying our codex compliance and stuff. Yeah, um, unfortunately, the next one, because it's the 10th one, uh, is also one that's going to be quite a big one. So basically, I've had no time between finishing the previous one editing, then going into like the research and writing process of the next one, and just having ear- like the time where I'd normally have a tiny break from work. You were sick. I was sick, so my holiday was being sick. Yay! Self-employment um, is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, also, but- there's some there's some more fun news in the 40k front. Yes. So drama Matt, like some of you might recognise his voice. <laughs> That beautiful, beautiful set of dulcet tones he Cause, has. Because drummer Matt's been off cheating on us, I like have. like I have. a harlot appearing on <laughs> other podcasts without us, or not podcasts, YouTube not channels. Who's he's been literally speaking to other people, and this we cannot abide. So tell us about your, your indiscretion. What <laughs> should I want to now? I assume everyone listening knows Alphabusa. And he knows, owns us as an entity. As us. yeah, he is our our parent company. Yes, as an alpha and also bus, our parents. He is, yeah, he is. He is like he is like the ultimate daddy. That sounds weird. Alpha yeah. bus, please don't think I'm being weird. <laughs> Whilst we anyway, simultaneously are also his daddy. Yeah, he has a a series on on the YouTube's called Bro Trip, and I I may have been in the second episode of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a good, Voicing it's a good the very episode. excellent Clancy. Clancy, I think, is the best character in 40k. <laughs> I, I think he might be. Yeah, I mean, Simon Matilda's pretty up there, but Clancy. Oof. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's great. He just he counts loud guns and he he wants to kill a Primarch, and that's yeah. that's yeah. I that's mean, like noble that's, goals. It's an honest life to live. I respect Clancy. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks, the Alphabus. For asking me, it was mildly terrifying before I did it, because I've not done... Aside from re- various times reading out questions for your Q&A episodes, I've not really done anything even close to voice acting before. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying, isn't it, when you're not so, a voice actor? Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, like I said, not done it before, so I can't compare Alpha Booster to anyone else, but he did a very good job of making me feel mildly less terrified. <laughs> so, Yeah, he only thank punched you. you in the legs like three times. In the first few minutes, which I is mean, he couldn't good. be there, so he had to command you to punch yourself in the legs. But yeah, yes. but, you know, but he's got a very commanding voice, so you do it. Anyway. <laughs> he does, yeah. And you're like, oh shit, I guess I'm gonna punch my kneecaps off because you know that happen. is what the alpha bus as an entity requires. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so if you haven't 
uh, watched it yet, then go off and watch Bro Trip, the spin-off from If the Emperor Had a Text-to-Speech Device, and hear our wonderful este- uh, esteemed drummer Matt here. Yeah. Episode in, 2. In I episode mean, episode 2. Don't watch episode about a week 1. Ago. No one cares. No, watch them both. Yeah. No, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being a twat. <laughs> But oh. no, I did watch it, and I think you did an amazing job. It was incredibly entertaining and very well done. It was lots of fun to watch. Despite me. <laughs> you want me to fight you? No, despite, despite. him. Oh, okay, sorry, I don't have my hearing aids in. <laughs> I was like, you... casually sitting there advertising a thing, and I'm in, I'm just like, yeah, fight me. <laughs> so, to be sounds fair, like ex- something I'd say. I'd expect that from me. Yeah, that is, <laughs> from you. That is very on brand for you. Well, but... like, oh yeah, so I went for a run, I went for like a ten mile run, and I'm like, yeah, fight me. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Fucking fight me. Shall we move on to what the podcast is ostensibly about? Yes, fighting me. Okay. Uh, no, we're going to talk about what we've been doing as of late. You first? Uh, yeah, more accurately, what I've been doing first. Okay, let's talk about all the things that you want to do, Whip. Let's do that. Well, John Matt really sits what... there, just his fists itching, and he's punching his kneecaps off because the, the weird conditioning that the Alpha Bus is an entity has, has Im- impacted, Im- impacted on him. Imprinted. Has, imp- yeah, that's what I said. Uh, has not worn off. So Drama Matt is just punching around those little slippy cartilage discs known as his kneecaps. Okay, shall I start talking about things? Um, because you're obviously making that up as you were going. I have and... had four hours fucking sleep. Because... Well, whose fault is that? It's definitely not mine. Who was up till like six in the morning playing Divinity Original Sin 2? Probably Drummer Matt. <laughs> I think it was you. <laughs> Don't know if it was. I think this is all all your creation. It's not my fault. It's Larian <laughs> Studios. They fucking... They're like... They're my captor. Anyway, Wib, what have you been doing, you fucking dick? Uh, being ill, mostly. But okay, I have Drummer done a, Matt. I have done a few other things. Like waiting for that car to go past. Well, that was that was <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah, me too. Actually, yeah. like, same these. I'm going to start talking now. Okay. Um, so first off, I, I've been playing a bit more Battlefleet Gothic Armada Two. Oh, that's that nice. forty thousand game. It that is people that's, like a lot. That Warhammer forty thousand. I game. wish I could get into that, but that's just too complex for my feeble brain. Mm. What Warhammer forty thousand? No, I mean <laughs> Battlefleet Gothic. You <laughs> prat. I mean, um, again, yeah, for 40k as well, but like, <laughs> that video game specifically. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a lot less complicated than the first one. Or at least, I think, you know, it's more or less the same, but it just presents the information better, I feel. yeah. Um, and yeah, I've been playing through uh, more of it, and though I still feel a little bit overwhelmed by it, yeah, uh, I, can, I can kind of confirm from my original thoughts. So I think since the last time we streamed, I am streamed, last time we podcast... I have streamed it uh, with Longfang because you yeah. can kind of co-op it, and co-oping it's absolutely fucking great. Straight up, is just fantastic because um, you can then split your forces, so the overwhelming nature of it is made a lot less. So, so can you like pincer charge Blackstone fortresses? Uh, I mean, I've not encountered another Blackstone fortress. Well, if you do, you need to pincer charge it um, and just do the boop boops. I mean. You like probably could, but you probably could, but the phalanx was able to do it because it's because uh, it's the huge. phalanx. I know, but um, I... and I don't think like a little strike cruiser is probably a good idea to ram a blackstone fortress. That's why with. you get two of them, either side in a pincer movement. I'm not going to Eiffel Tower a blackstone fortress. You need to. You gotta. 
You have to. The Emperor will be fucking so mad if you don't. <laughs> he'll, he'll rise from, uh, from the Golden Throne, travel all the way to the Gothic Sector just to give you, me, like, a high five. Although I guess it's Cadian Sector. But, yeah. Um, but it's fine. You know, I mean, anyway, he'd do that telepathically because his bony ass does not want to move from that chair. But it's, it'd still be like, he'd be like, hey, bro, up high. And you'd be like, yeah. And then he'd give you a psychic high five, which would probably, like, kill which you. would literally just destroy you and your whole, like, lineage. lineage. Like, your ancestors would just cease to be. And he'd be like, oh, no, not again. Um, but anyway, <laughs> uh, the Battlefleet Gothic Armada 2 is pretty good. Cool. Um, yeah, been uh, been enjoying it. I've like cleared out the first sector, the Cadian sort of sector, on my own save because I've got there's like a stream save. Oh, and is then it like a multiplayer save slot as well. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, well, you can have as many saves as you want. So okay, that makes sense. Uh, and then I've got a secondary save that's me actually just playing it on my own. And on the one I'm playing on my own, I've you know cleared out the Cadian sector and I've gone to like the next sector where the Eldar have just showed up. Um, so I've got to go fight those. Obviously, it's not super far through the game, but, you know... Um, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you're enjoying it... Yeah, it does take a fair bit of time to play. It's mm. not like, you know, something you can just, you know, knock out the door in, like, a couple of hours. It's yeah, it's a fairly long-winded thing. But, yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's pretty good. Uh, in similar space theme... Um, so, you remember how I said that I had been um, watching Blake 7? Yeah. Uh, well, that reminded me, um, watching that, that there was another old sci-fi that I wanted to rewatch. Which was the BBC um, TV adaptation of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I wondered why that was in the notes. The HHGTTG. I was like, had you just punched the keyboard? <laughs> and like, what have I done this week? Like, Fuck it. I'll just make something up on the fly. I couldn't be bothered to type all the words. No, that's fair. I was just, what, I was just looking at it kind of going, what is that? <laughs> so yeah, if you're not aware, um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy was a radio play on BBC Four, I believe, um, back in the late 70s, uh, written by Douglas Adams. And it was then later turned into books, a TV series, plays, Maybe. and a movie that's not very good. I wouldn't recommend it. Um, but yeah, um, I, I it's one of those things that I consumed loads of when I was younger. And I've just not really done again um, for like the last 10 years. I like... Went through all the radio shows and watched the TV series, saw the movie, read, I think, all bar the last book, um, which I think is called The Salmon of Doubt. Is it bad, or did you just not get around to it? I just it? didn't get around to it. Oh. Um, it's also not written fully by Douglas Adams, because he, he died, like, without finishing it, so it was finished off by, I think, his son? Yeah, that rings a bell. Um, but yes, yeah, so I've been meaning to go back and actually and actually read the that. The fifth book in the trilogy of books. <laughs> yes. Um... <laughs> But yes, yeah, so I went and watched the TV show, which is uh, an interesting one because it sort of goes up to, I think it's the end of the second book, uh, which for six episodes, it goes great guns to cover all that. Um, mm. But yeah, having just watched Blake 7, it's really funny because it's from the same era of mm-hmm. like sci-fi. Um, but there's such a different tone. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, like I realised um, watching it again, um, how many little turns of phrases are just... Like, they're just from there. Things that I say um, that I didn't realise I got. Like, to refer to something as, like, oh, this happened for no adequately explored reason. That I get from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. (laughs) Or my personal favourite, which I've had a lot of use for in the last three years, there'll be the first against the wall when the revolution comes. 
See, the one I always remember of you using a lot was and disappeared in a puff of re- of, of logic. Yes, that's... And you're like, okay. That's, that's, <laughs> that's from a spiel um, discussing how the Babelfish is the proof of there being a non-existence of God because the Babelfish is a dead giveaway that there should be a God and if God has to prove himself, then he can't exist. So therefore he would disappear in a puff of logic if man was to ever discuss with him about... Um, the Babelfish. Well, I'm convinced. <laughs> Which is a universal translator, but it's a fish that you jam in your ear. Because yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is great. Um, <laughs> it's a strange one. Also, have you ever played the adventure game? I have played the adventure game. Where you get killed by a brick if you just don't duck within the first three minutes. Yeah, um, I managed to get to the Vogon Constructor Fleet. And I that's... don't know when that is. Um, is that like ten minutes in? What is Yeah, it? about that. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an old text adventure game, and those were historically, legendarily unforgiving. And this one's particularly bad, mm. even by those standards. Um, but yeah, uh, I really enjoyed watching it again. Because um, it's got... It, it's There's something very kind of comfy about it. You know, like old, so, like old British sci-fi. There's, there's just a, a sort of feeling to it that... I don't know. It... I mean, I'm probably just going to say, I think, so after 75 episodes of you watching old sci-fi and just enjoying it a lot people are probably used to you going i like watching old sci-fi it makes me happy and they, oh, I'm... and they do enjoy hearing it i'm not <laughs> saying that i don't enjoy hearing about it but like i'm just saying it's probably not a massive surprise that you watch oh, a yeah, good but... old sci-fi and you feel good but i'm talking about but like the, the specific kind of feeling of, of a certain era of show hmm. there's something reassuring about watching something that's kind of shit but also just kind of enjoyable, in, like enjoyable. Yeah, just like ah, oh, this, this is they're endearing. Yeah. That, like, if this can succeed, I can succeed. Well, yeah, it's it's <laughs> they're trying like they made these shows with without the budget or technology that you would have thought necessary mm. to convey these stories, and they still manage to do it. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes the um. The, the special effects look a bit shit. Okay, all the time the special effects look a bit <laughs> shit. But, like, there's this kind that's of, like... Not, that's not the point. Yeah, that's not the point. And especially with something like Hitchhikers that's a comedy and, you know, it's this sort of very cynical mindset going into it. But has... Ha, is occasionally oddly hopeful as well. There's just something kind of nice about it. See, that is that is true and beautiful. But all I can think about is that that pig creature that has been created so it wants to be eaten and is played by one of the most boring Doctor Who's. Yeah, he's played by... Oh, fuck, what's his name? He's so boring, his name falls out of my head. Um, <laughs> he was the one who was in All Creatures Great and Small and then he was the uh, Doctor in between um, Colin and Tom Baker. Mm. But yeah, like... We've literally Peter Davison, sh- that's his there name. We've literally showed me this scene where they wheel out... Peter Davidson dresses like a weird six-legged pig. And he's like, yes, could I interest you in my liver? It should be very, very juicy and tender. And of course, Arthur is horrified because he doesn't want to eat something that's literally suggesting parts of its body to be eaten. And then they're (laughs) like, oh, that's disgusting. Would you rather eat something that doesn't want to be eaten? And he's like, I guess. And it's hysterical. (laughs) Because, like, the pig's like... Like the, one of the one of the party is like, oh yeah, uh, we'll have four steaks. He's like, excellent choice, sir. I'll take myself out back and shoot myself. Then he puts <laughs> his hands on the guy's shoulder and goes, "Don't worry, I'll be very humane." 
it's just like, what the fuck is this? This is amazing. <laughs> Apparently, that's from the stage play originally, because it's not in the radio play or the um, books. That's well, then I'm glad it's, it's in from. that because that was a fantastically glib edition. Mm. <laughs> that's like the definition of British humour. Yeah, it's um, it's good. If you if you get a chance to watch it, go go see it. Um, you can get it on DVD, pretty cheap. Um, I found two different versions of it on DVD. One had a shit cover and one had a good cover, um, but the one with the shit cover was like a five or less expensive, so guess which one I've got. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't Um, matter, you've got the the dudes, so it's all good. It also had a really fun little special feature on it, um, is it had the little indents from BBC Two in 1979 or 1981, I can't remember when it came out exactly, it's around that era. Um, where it had the little indents from BBC Two from when it was done. So it was like, you know, and now welcome to the new series from Douglas Adams that was a successful radio play on BBC Radio 4, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And you see the old graphics they used to use and <laughs> oh, stuff. Oh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. Really cool. yeah. That's like a little time capsule. Yeah, right it there. is. It's like, you know, when you'd like... You'd find old recordings of movies on the te- on like a VHS tape. Oh yeah, and it'd have adverts in it, and you're just like, it was a different time. Well, I watched an episode, like um, an election special of Spitting Image from the eighties a while oh, back. Oh dang! Um, if you don't know, Spitting Image was a weird puppet show that was uh, like a, a kind of political satire thing um, that like made weird, ugly puppets of celebrities. Oh, they were um, terrifying. Yeah, they were really creepy. Uh, Very lot, good though. A lot of the people yeah, who yeah, made yeah, yeah. it. A lot of people who made it went on to do two D TV in like the early two thousands, which was worse by every metric. I have a feeling, um, that, like <laughs> as like a shithead teenager, I thought it was funny. Mm. Well, I thought it was. So did I. <laughs> I thought it was moderately funny. It was still pretty hit or miss when I was like an idiot little girl. Yeah, but like I know that if I went back and watched it now, it would be. Horrifically awful. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, watching the old spitting image, aside from being weirdly prescient still, because uh, <laughs> no the, reason. More, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Um, but yeah, seeing the adverts, like it was like I kind of forgot how innocuous adverts could be. Like they could just be for like weird things that you wouldn't expect. Like there's just I, I remember the one I distinctly remember was an advert for just shelves. Do like, you have shelves? No, you probably you should. Pretty much, it's not even a brand of shelves. It was for it was for a no, brand I like of shelves. The idea yeah. of just, <laughs> just do the you have doors? You probably should invest in them. This has been paid for by the Bureau of Doors. <laughs> <laughs> if this podcast could be sponsored by Doors, <laughs> that would be great because we use Doors all the time. <laughs> Oh, drama, Matt, what's wrong? Well, Snipe. I, I don't have enough doors in my life. I just don't have, I have four doorways and only one door. I feel like quite an imbecile. <laughs> I have to, to be honest, I'm more pro with the concept of opening doors than closing them, so I'm not sure I'm okay with that sponsorship. Okay. 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 What about shelves? Shall we go for shelves? Shelves are safe. Okay. pretty safe. Yeah. Okay, okay. Unless you live in a flat like ours and we're not allowed to put extra shelves up, and that's very disappointing. Yeah. Mm. Because we, we don't have... have any drawers in the kitchen, so we have to leave our cutlery on top of the fucking 
little side unit we have in there. <laughs> it's very annoying. It's terrible. Um, so yes, let's not advertise the shelves because they're not applicable to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but doors tend to be pretty applicable in most situations. I'm going to move on to another subject now because I feel we've got caught in a conversational cul-de-sac that's not very interesting or engaging. Because <laughs> there's not home. enough doors! <laughs> um, so I was going to briefly mention one other thing as that Matt and I, uh, when we were supposed to be podcasting originally... Did kissing. We didn't do kissing. Oh. We played Warhammer 40,000 over Tabletop Simulator. And then the winner got a big kiss. Um, well, I never got a kiss and I won, so... Okay, spoilers, thanks, though. Um, and I just wanted to bring it up because I wanted to make two points. One, that um, that we um, we played with, you know, Tau versus Orcs, our kind of traditional armies, but neither of us played with armies we physically have because you were using three storm surges. Yeah. I've heard good things about them if you're using them, but not against They them. have far too many guns, and I mm. thought I'd go it for some... It takes so long to shoot everything with them. <laughs> I, I wonder how Wib, an orc player, is just not really <laughs> sympathetic to your plight. Um, and I, I thought it'd be fun to make a weird army that consisted nearly entirely of squiggaths. It was amazing. I've heard that squiggaths maybe aren't the best unit. It turns out that squiggaths aren't super great because they all their rules were written before the Orc Codex, so they have basically none of the universal rules that Orcs have, and the regular ones only have one weapon hardpoint that is for a heavy weapon, meaning that if you move them, which you're going to, since they're a transport that is good in close combat, they ha- they hit on sixes. So yeah, that's a thing. That sounds really suck. And quite a lot of their weaponry only has one shot. So if you've got three of them, on average, you're only hitting once every two turns. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And before anyone has, before anyone says anything about my abilities for technically losing this fight. Okay, yeah, you did. I, I, te- I did actually win. Yeah. <laughs> against your not optimal um, giant squigs. I killed basically all of your army, but because of the game we were playing, you happened to have some people on one of the objectives. <laughs> I had a single squad of Which... completely raw orc boys, like just ten of them, no knob, no special weapon, squatting on a point so I won on victory points when it got to the end last turn. <laughs> was that deliberate, or did you just forget they were there? No, I did place them there okay. intentionally, because Which, I, I, I mean, saw to be fair, yeah. Like, yeah, that, that was the mission we were playing, and you, you played it well. So I'm not, I don't hold anything against you. I just, I'm slightly defending myself when you're going on about how you won despite having all of the terrible suboptimal units. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in fairness, you killed absolutely everything. I only yeah. killed one. I did kill a few mm. of your little guys because you had a few of the little things, but I only killed one of your storm surges. And I think if we actually played for another turn, because um, one of the weapons that what the storm surges have don't need line of sight to shoot, so the fact that you were hiding behind a giant building, I reckon I would have got close enough within a turn. Yeah, but, you probably would have. Yeah, but but we know we ended it. I'm not. I'm not trying to take victory away from you. I'm just defending my my <laughs> myself slightly. You probably should have taken victory away from me because it was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's all I want. I wanted to just bring up because it was just kind of a weird, fun, bizarre game. Just reminds me of that awesome uh, stream I did with Unity, where I had my Imperial Knight versus the points match of Ripper Swarms. Yeah, and it took like two hours mainly because Unity had like eight billion dice to roll, <laughs> and like he had to duplicate the dice so much that he couldn't duplicate any more dice because Tabletop Simulator wouldn't allow him to create any more instances of dice. Yeah, 
And then it was literally just ten minutes of us picking out all the fives and sixes. <laughs> it was still so much fun. It was a I whole don't thing. It. it was a whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's that's me me done. Uh, so I'm then going to pass over to the drummer Matthew and ask how you have been doing for the last two weeks and what have you been up to. Tell me everything, absolutely everything. Don't leave absolutely. out any detail, no matter how inconsequential or excruciating. I'm trying to think of anything that I've done in the last two weeks <laughs> beyond Put what's written on, written on the list. And I was like, um, I'm sure I probably had a sandwich at some point. You sent me a gift on Pokemon Go and I forgot to use my lucky egg. Oh, yeah. So I didn't get the big boost. I'm just trying yeah. to jog your memory. You have a Pokemon that's, that's been in a gym oh, yeah. in the middle of nowhere <laughs> for like nearly a month. He won't come home. <laughs> he ran away from home and he won't come back. <laughs> Where, what, where was it? It was just on a cliff it's somewhere. It, yeah, it's, it's this old um, like troglodyte settlement cave thing on the side of a cliff in the Dordogne, in just a bit east of Bordeaux. Um, and yeah, it's like it's a fairly popular like tourist attraction. You go and you just see how people used to live in caves and stuff. And mm. yeah, it was. I mean, it's it's, it's it's a relatively interesting hour of your time. But um, yeah, I put a, I put my um, Tyranitar in a gym there. I think twenty-two days ago, or something <laughs> like that, and dis- and yeah, it, he's not left yet. So he is my only gym that's completely gold maxed out in terms of like leveling up the gym. And I've only ever been there once. And I walked past it for like you know, I wa- I was there at the gym long enough to put a Pokemon in it, and then I left immediately. <laughs> um, and now yeah, he's, he's like been there for twenty-two large. days. So he if anyone, home. if anyone's nearby, please kick his his. His Pokemon the fuck out. I want him back. Drummer Matt misses him. (laughs) Terribly. And I feel really guilty for not sending him berries, but I just want him to come home, and if I send him berries, he's less likely to come home. (laughs) The thing is, like, if if they just have zero berries, and, like, so I don't think they they come home. It's it's, if somebody fights them, they literally just KO them in one punch. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, so, yeah, I know. So but someone... I just don't want to like level him up in case someone goes past and goes, "Oh, he's a bit too high now. I won't or anything." I just <laughs> Oh, you're trying to make him look really vulnerable so people yeah. want to hurt him. Yes. And then he can come home and you I can cuddle him better. I'm starting to think I know why your Tyranitar <laughs> won't come home. Oh, too real. <laughs> poor boy, he's just trying to make it on his own away getting from away from getting away from Pokémon abuse. Please tell us what you've been up to. Um I played a game. Oh, good! I, I, play, I played a game called Pony Island. Yes, which I've was been meaning to play that. We got um, gifted it a while back, mm. and so, so, been... so did so did I. I just wanted to say that before <laughs> by 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 lovely Neil. Oh. He sent it sent it over. Oh bless! And um, yeah, I've been meaning to play it myself. Yeah, I've heard good things. It's yeah, it's good. It's 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 exactly what I need. I'm getting so bugged. I still, I think I talked about this. Definitely in the last podcast, possibly the podcast before, and possibly even the podcast before that, Metal Gear Solid. Yeah. It's been, I've been plodding away at it, but it's such a slow going game. I'm honestly, the only reason I'm still playing it is my want to finish, I don't like stopping the game, like, not at the end. I don't, I'm not wanting to like 100% it, but I want to, I wanted to get to at least the end of the like story, but oh, it is so slow going. Mm. Oh, dude. I'm, yeah, I'm not... I'm not massively enjoying it. I'm just playing it out of stubbornness at this point. <laughs> but anyway, that's a whole separate issue. I've talked about the issues of this game, of that game before. Um, but Pony Island is, is a nice short... 
it was like two or three hours and I was like oh this is exactly what I need as like a nice cleanser thing that I can just like play and enjoy and finish and it's really good yeah I recommend it it's I don't want to talk too much about it because it's yeah I don't want the spoils because I've heard but, it's, and it's uh, an interesting game yeah it's a tricky one because as soon as Neil emailed me and said oh have you, I've got a game recommendation for you but it's best to go in blind I immediately was like oh but now I want to check it out and it's sort of like, oh, so the more you say you don't look it up, the more people want to look it up. <laughs> I don't and it's have not any, like, you... like need to, so it's fine. And it's and it's not like you wouldn't enjoy it if you looked it up in advance. But, yeah, it just makes it tricky to talk about. Yeah. So but... just yay or <laughs> nay? But, yay. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> oh, and I think... Come on, that was an amazing horse pun, and I'm really disappointed. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get it yay or nay? <laughs> Because nay is what the noise the horses make. I'm sure every pony out there appreciated it. Don't you ever (laughs) fucking say that to me again. (laughs) I will stamp you to death with my hooves. I mean, yeah, it's not nearly as sexy as I thought it might be. Knowing how, you know... You were expecting a lot more pony play. Yeah, you were, so okay. slightly so, let down in that regard, but so yeah, if, if like if you have any sexy porn, pony porn games, just email drummer oh, but the clopper <laughs> at gmail. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to get his clop on. <laughs> um, after a um, recommendation of the last podcast, I've been watching that Netflix show. I can't. It's called like Love Robots on Netflix. Love so I can't, Death I, Robots. That's the one. Yes, I have <laughs> not the best. Not the best or most catchy name. I'll be honest. No, not really. But okay, I have, also have you have, have you been watching, watching it? it? We, okay, we've all we've, watched we've, it. It seems. Yeah. Okay. Were you going to talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll let you jump in. Um, oh, when you, you when when you want, but I've watched I think either four or five of them. I can't remember. Yeah. And I'm quite enjoying it. I think it would have been a lot better if it was released about 10 or 15 years ago, (laughs) writing-wise. There's a lot about it where it's like trying to be interesting and twisty and cool, but it's very obvious. And it's like, if this was before... Are you talking specifically about that episode that involves the weird kind of time loop thing and it's really fucking obvious what it's going to do and it's full of sexualized violence? Uh, not explicitly, but yes, that, that, that honestly, is included in the list. I hated that one more than anything. Like, but I, I loved the, the animation in that one was amazing. Oh, it yeah. looked great, but the thing is, it was literally like, I have been to college with film students, and this is the kind of shit that they've like, s- the first year film students think is so clever. Like, they're yeah. like, hi, my name's Greg, and I'm a first year film student. And I idolise Quentin Tarantino. I shoot things in black and white. And I put time loops in things because it, it demonstrates the inevitable, like, stupidity of man. And you're like, do you know what that means? Like, no, but Tarantino would suck my dick. <laughs> and feet. I can't stand feet. He'd it. he'd suck their feet. Whatever. Yeah, he'd be he, a fucking he, creepy yeah, asshole about yeah. it. So, yeah, no. It just... I had, like, such, like trauma flashbacks <laughs> to being at fucking college <laughs> and i just like oh god mm. no <laughs> like i will say i think that is like if i had one overall critique of of the whole thing is that there's a handful of them that sort of mistake nudity for being adult 
Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I don't really care about nudity, so it's like it didn't bother me a massive amount. Mm. But it was just kind of you're watching something, and then suddenly there's like a big erect dick, and you're like, oh. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't. Right. It's not bothering me for like I'm fine. I don't. I don't really mind. I, I, don't, I quite like it to be, you know, slightly more equal in terms of the genders oh, of the no, nudity, absolutely. rather than yeah. just there was a shocking oh, this male director and male writer has written that. Yeah. No. They're, they're not. Not. I just mean in in general. Oh, in general. Yeah. In mm. general, not in this. So this show so far. I mean, like I said, I've. Only watched the first either four or five episodes. Yeah. So, have you um, seen the episode called "Good Hunting," which is my absolute favorite? Uh, I don't know what what any of that's them are called. a um, okay. Well, it's it's like a more traditionally animated short that is set in China. No. Okay, that one is mm. really fucking good. It I should, love that one. It should also be noted that there is at least two different running orders for the show. Because yeah. um, Netflix is experimenting with showing them in different orders, which I kind of hate because to me, how an, even an anthology show, you sh- the episodes should be arranged sort of like, you know, how songs on an album are. Like, Yeah, but like, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that if it wasn't made by Netflix. But seeing as they made it, I'm like, well, it's your show. Show it in the order you want, I guess. Yeah, but they're, they're experimenting I, I, with this as like a way of showing things in different orders, and I'm not. Hmm. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it. Also, because it makes it harder to talk about because um, if you sit there and go, "Okay, uh, episode one," and people go, "Yeah, okay, you yeah, know which one? Nice. Which yeah, one is yeah. that?" Because I know that the one we got first was the one. It was uh, Sunny's Edge, mm. which was the robot like monster fighting. Oh yeah, that was my first. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That was the first one, which I thought was pretty good. I do feel it was way too short. Yeah, I mean, cause really? like even even the longest one's like fifteen minutes long. So. Yeah, I do well, that, that's the longest one. That was like seventeen minutes. That one. Really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, then I that guess it like... just had too much information for me to deal with. Then. Yeah, fair enough. Uh... <laughs> but no, it's just it felt like there was a couple of points that it kind of rushed into, and it felt like it was it was like grasping for time. I mean, I don't think it would have been hurt by having a bit of an extra a longer no. run time. But no, I mean, but, like, that's just like, my only criticism is like it's a little bit of pacing, but like I. It was mm. good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, again, like, yeah, I think it would have been good if it kind of hadn't been done. I don't know. I don't even know if the story's been done. It just seems like something about it was just... I don't even know how to put it into words, which is kind of an issue for a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a little bit, It's yeah. just, I think it thinks it's cleverer than it is. I use and it's the actually, kind of like, but uh, it's it's, these... it's what you were saying about you know film students, and it's not they're thinking it's, and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't think it's as good as it thinks it is. Yeah, and that kind of somehow shows through it. No, I get you. I get you. Mm. My point like... about the nudity, which I was going to make before we moved on, was um, I have no issue with the nudity apart from the fact that it doesn't add anything. And all it does is it seems like oh, some animator just wanted to spend a lot of time animating some naked bodies for the sake of it and it just comes across as a little bit like odd i mean i like i do feel like some of the nudity is just kind of like oh okay that's there but i mean at the same time it is really refreshing to see male nudity yeah no that's and like not only because like you can just you can see a naked man like in in cinema like it's not very common but like a guy with a hard on is something that you don't ever see in media Mm. And I'm, I, I, I sound like I'm being such a pervert, but like it's just, especially like it wasn't just oh, a guy walking down the street with a massive blob on. It was like there's there's a guy with a prostitute. Of course he's gonna have a hard on. It's like okay, that makes sense. They're they're not like super fixating on it. 
but it's just like because we do see in media like loads of female nudity as well not full frontal which again was like something that was like oh okay that's there which is fine Mm. i guess like considering the context in which i'm seeing this it does make sense so it's like yeah it's i'm very conflicted on the nudity because like and one side, I think that nudity being a taboo is stupid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. really yeah. stupid. Like, for, for any gender, I think it's just really dumb. Uh, but also, like, yeah, there are some elements of just, did that person need to be, like, wandering <laughs> yeah. around with their dick I out? think it's all about the context of it, because sometimes yeah, it like, becomes a bit uncomfortable, because it's, it, it's well, like, sexualized violence. Especially in you know? The Witness, where it's, like, unfortunately, the situations where you see a lot of female nudity is usually quite sexualized so that mixed with like violence and blood it makes me feel super uncomfortable because mm. mm. i mean i, I and it I, doesn't really earn that image no, either no and like i feel really like i if something has mm. sexual violence in it i don't want to go near it mm. like that's just something that i really hate in media and i don't feel it's ever it should ever really be in there <laughs> But I'm not saying like I want like that to never be in anything. But if it is in there, then expect me to just literally avoid it like it's the plague, because it makes me feel really unwell. And it's just like, and yeah, like the witness wasn't well written enough to to have earned that. Yeah. I will say because I think we are, we are kind of like harp, uh, harping on like yeah, the negatives are, are. quite a lot here but um, like, because there's a handful of episodes of it I really really liked. That's the tricky thing about an anthology yeah. is that like yeah. Yeah, anthologies yeah. are always going to be like like statistically they're going to be pretty average as a whole. Yeah, yeah. There's like the really good ones and the really bad ones are are going to be in the minority. Because so. there, there was a few that were kind of interesting, but I didn't. I wouldn't say I'd ever want to watch again. Like uh, Zima Blue. Zima Blue. I think that was really indicative of, like I said, like the the old heavy metal movie. Yes, yes. Which is if if you're an artsy twat like me, you'll know <laughs> about. Um, and then there was the one where it, where it felt like it was the intro cut scene to a wave survival game oh, on Steam. Yeah. Where everyone looked like a an up-res TF2 model, and they were fighting zerglings. And to be fair, I, I really quite like that one. I want to play oh, the that one game. with the, the one with the farmers. Yeah, yes. I where thought the, that the was... whole send the men out to save or some the women stay at home. Apart from the one token old crazy lady. Yeah. I, I, to yeah. be fair, I loved the old crazy crazy lady. She was amazing. Yeah, but mm. she was just there for because they were just like, oh, you know. We need these two guys because obviously their wives can't deal with it. But we don't want to be seen as bad, so let's put in this, old, this other woman. Like, yeah. mm, but guys, no, that, that really could have been a lot feel better. Like that's going to be on humble bundle in like six months. You know what I mean? Like, I also really like the um, the one where it was just the comedy thing with the. I think it was like episode would have been episode two. Oh, of the ones with that we the saw. three robots with the cat. Yeah, with the cat. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That I, I, that was the first trailer I saw for the series, and it was like. Because I'd been aware of the series for a little while, and then I saw that trailer because the oatmeal retweeted retweeted it because it references exploding kittens. Yes, the game it does. That yeah, the oatmeal made, and oatmeal was like, "So I'm kind of part of a Netflix show now." <laughs> oh, speaking of cats, another one of my ultimate favorites was the. It's a traditionally animated one about like uh, a couple, like a few mercenaries who are helping out a scientist in, yes. at a dig. That was so good. I, I Gary loved... is my favorite character. Gary is <laughs> also. What's wrong with Gary? Uh, no one knows what's wrong with Gary, but she's amazing. 
And yeah, so that that one was really good as well. Also, the very last one. Was I'm just, sorry. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna say it. Minor spoilers. Gary shoots Dracula's dick off. She does. <laughs> she does, and it's pretty good. So yeah, like, what's wrong with Gary? She shoots Dracula's dick off. Well, I mean, to be fair, Trevor Belmont wishes he. Could oh, Trevor do that. Del- Trevor Belmont would totally whip Dracula's dick off, given half the chance. Yeah, <laughs> um, he'd whip that dick right off. Yeah, but yeah. real good. And like another one that I really loved was that was the last one I saw, which was about it's like set in World War Two. Two, yeah. And it's basically following a bunch of Russian soldiers around the frozen wastes. And that one I really liked. Yeah, that it was looked pretty cool. like it had really like eerie moments. I've just oh shit! I've just remembered the the one that's, the one the pilot. Uh, Lucky Thirteen. Lucky Thirteen was amazing. That contains the actress who's it who was in um, Orange Is the New Black. Yeah. Um, which made it even more weird because we know that what she looks like, and so the fact that she's been. Um, you know, presented. She's she's like, been th- modelled in three D. It makes it even more uncanny valley. Well, I mean, there were moments <laughs> in that where I was looking, and I my brain forgot that it was CGI. Uh, Samira Wiley, yeah, is is the lady's name, and like they have everything about her down, like little mannerisms, little facial tics. That it's she all has. all mocap, so. yeah, and it's just perfect, and it's like this is awesome. It was so cool, and yeah. like, I want. I want to know so much more about that. They left me wanting so much more. Mm. I'm like not going to spoil it, but it is really good. Yeah, as I was saying, like you know, that's the thing with like these kind of anthology shows of the, you know, like the the good and bad episodes. Like they kind of color your opinion of the whole thing in sort of weird because there's loads of episodes that are just sort of like, well, they happen, and you're like, okay, that's that is the thing that I've watched yeah. now. Um, and then there's the really, really good ones that are these unique things and you want to see more about the world. And then there's the really bad ones. And it's, I, I you know, only, I mean, obviously this is true of a lot of things, but I think it's especially true of anthologies. The only ones you remember are the really good and really bad ones. Yeah. So mm. it leads you to be maybe a little bit more um, polarised on opinions of the whole series as a whole mm. because your opinions of individual things were so kind of like skewed to the extreme and you've forgotten about the ones yeah. that you weren't. What would you say, gentlemen, that your favourites are? And Drama Matt, what is your favourite so far? Uh, so I, I, was just, I was just checking this. So I've seen the first, fi- as, I, as presented to me, the first five episodes, which I just checked and it's the same order as it says on Wikipedia, which is quite useful. So, Sunny's Edge, Three Robots, The Witness, Suits, and Sucker Souls. Oh, um, look out for Yogurt. That's, yeah, the next, the next one. I forgot about the Yogurt one. I, w- I remembered that you really liked Yogurt. Yeah, Yogurt was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what I fucking watched, but it was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that was it. So, out of those, those five episodes... I really, yeah, the three robots one with, that was with, good. The, with the cat and things, I enjoyed. The other four, they all had too many issues for me to act, to enjoy them, really. Mm. So, overall, it's the three robot one is my favourite, because it's the one that has the least, <laughs> oh, moments. Yeah. To be honest. The, the animation, the animation on the um, time-looping... Witness was it Witness? That yeah, one yeah, that was great. Yeah. It looked great. The, the, it looked amazing. I really. We, it looked yeah, gorgeous. Spent so the whole time being like, I can't work out if this is like entirely animated or whether it's filmed and then 
like Rotoscoped animated sort of over thing. that, or I have, and then it's got the cartoon moments and it looks amazing. But it really yeah. does look fantastic. It was my fa- definitely my favorite visual episode. Mm. But mm. yeah, the three three robots is my favorite so far out of the first five. So I've yeah. got another what is there sixteen of them or something? There's yeah yeah around right, so yeah. another eleven to go. So I'll, I'll keep going because they're only like. 10 or 15 minutes yeah, so yeah. Like, if, you, if there is a, if there is a bad one well I mean I sat down like one night and just thought oh, I'll give the first one a look and then we came and sat down next to me and watched the, we watched the entire thing in one sitting <laughs> which I don't regret that's fine <laughs> yeah because I think that's the thing like even though there are episodes that you know we really didn't like um, the episodes that were good were really good. So, I'd you know. say overall, I'm very positive on the series, and I, I I think it's really cool to see so many different little tidbits of stories, and like just little bites. Mm. And it's just it is really nice, kind of going like it is an, under the umbrella of Love Death Robots, but it's it's still very refreshing <laughs> to have so many different kind of stories. I, I think guess. I've got a good sound bite. To, to, to uh, sort of end end on because <laughs> they're obviously listening. Everyone who's involved love death robots. Nowhere near as many robots as I was expecting. <laughs> I've got a soundbite. Love death robots. Way more wieners than I was expecting. True, mm. true. Mm. Okay, mm. I, I I'm waiting heavily for the wieners because so far there's not been that many. Well, I've seen. I think maybe it's catering to my. Netflix uh, stuff, which is full of wieners and <laughs> and wallowers and mlems. The and fuck are you talking about? These are actual terms. I'm not being weird. I, I'm not sure if I, I'm not sure if they are. <laughs> and if they are, they probably shouldn't be. Wow, that's really I'm fucking not, lame of you. I'm not calling a cock a mlem. That's not a mlem. <laughs> mlem. An MLM, man loving man. And oh, a woman, uh, a woman, loving woman. Oh, okay, I get what you mean now. <laughs> see, I told you they were real. Things. If they were written down, I'd know what you meant. But like, well, pronouncing I'm sorry them. that you can't see my words as text. You <laughs> fucking amateur, Matthew. Good. Matthew, please, anything else? <laughs> no, not really. We watch Spider Man again because <gasps> okay. you know, I really it's amazing. want to watch Spider Man again. It's so good. Oh, I love um, it. Oh, and, and and last night we went. There's a. There's currently start for for this for this week. There's a. Um, music documentary festival oh. at the moment which they have every year here which is amazing yeah and i missed it last year but and we didn't know about it the first year so we like embracing it and going to loads of them this year and the one we saw last night which i'm not really going to talk about because it's really not quite podcast material in any possible way but if Too you're interested wieners. in music documentaries go see the mia documentary which we saw last night because it's very good okay i knew i knew basically i knew i recognized like one of the songs i didn't really know mia to be honest, I didn't enti- I wasn't one hundred percent whether it was a person or a band, <laughs> but um, we went along because we wanted to see it, and it's so- it's a very good documentary. I, I highly recommend okay. it. Cool. Um, even if that. you're not particularly into her music, because I didn't know I was or wasn't because I didn't really know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but even if you're completely oblivious to it, I recommend seeing it because it's yeah, very no, good. I get that. I, I do quite enjoy watching music documentaries, even for things I'm not particularly interested mm. in. Like, yeah. I watched a, a big documentary on prog rock like, a little Ooh. while ago. Didn't you? Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, that was that was interesting. I can't remember what it was. I remember one of the one of the ones that I saw. It wasn't like a bad documentary, but just the the final little like segment was like the worst placement. It was about eighties um, electronica and stuff. Okay, 
Um, and it did a really good job because I personally am not a fan of like that that sort of era of music. It's not my thing. But it's I, the drum beats. Oh, I hate I hate eighties drums. <laughs> I just hate them. Yeah, they're not good. Um, <laughs> See, that sounds way more real than an actual eighties <laughs> drum. It's like, hey, let's just use um, electric drums, and when we're not doing that, let's just only use the overhead mic for all of our drums. Oh. Um, but anyway, um, it was about that, and it was really interesting, and I saw it, but then I can't remember who it was, but it was some bloke they had on, and the very last thing they had was him saying basically how all other music except electronic music just isn't trying very hard, and only people who did electronic music were really trying to push any boundaries whatsoever. Okay. And it was like, wow, that's... Um, what a pretentious asshole. Putting the most pretentious man in the universe on the end... Um, was probably not the best idea because that hours <laughs> you to the whole thing. Yeah, because sitting there, because like mm. he explicitly was like, basically, oh yeah, basically all rock music is shit, and it's like, well, <laughs> I mean, anyone that sits there and just goes, all of this music is automatically bad because it's not the genre I like, is generally not the best person to listen to about music because <laughs> all genres have. I can get I mean, it. Like, 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 like fair something. enough if that's your opinion, but like. You shouldn't be interviewed for a fucking documentary about music if that's an opinion. You know, you hold. actually, no, actually, no, no. It's totally fine to be to, for that. I feel like if you to express your opinions, no issue with that. The issue is, is that that is presented as the end of the show, uh, well, at the so end that's of the like thing, presented as the conclusion, uh, the conclusion, like the yeah. summary of the thesis of the thing. And you'd expect that to be at the start somewhere. And if it, yeah, if it was just someone saying that at the start, or if it was just him interviewed in the middle, it wouldn't be a thing. But just because it was presented as the last thing, it's like, wow, that was a bad placement for that. <laughs> I just always stuck in my mind. I wish I could remember who it was so I'd know that he's To prick. avoid them, because they are a bit yeah. of a crumb bum. Because overall, it was a good documentary, apart from that one bit, which is like, wow, that, that was a bad thing. I wish I could remember the name of it. Um, but yeah. Sorry to hijack that, but yeah. He's not. He's not. <laughs> he's not. It's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm used to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've forgotten which of you hasn't talked yet. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> so, someone, what about you? It's me, you brat. <laughs> I have never felt so unloved in my own we've all, we've all talked about every bits from everyone's own section, so it's all a bit I thought you were going to say today. sex life. What the fuck? <laughs> so mad. How's your sex life? <laughs> I demand diagrams. Is Ruth there? Bring her in. It's me. She's not. She's recovering. <laughs> oh! <laughs> I never thought I'd say this. Snipe, please start talking so I don't have to listen to anything more from Matt. I, I, I did not bring it up. Well, evidently you did. <laughs> I am telling on you and getting you done. I'm going to message Ruth and tell her. And she'll just reply with, oh, okay, as long as you guys had fun. Because she's the nicest human being ever. You got lucky, drama butt. Okay, so, moving swiftly the fuck on. Uh, Oh, God. Yeah, moving on. uh, Apart from Love, Death and Robots and being incredibly fucking ill... I finally decided to conquer that weird depression, procrastination. I don't know if anyone else who suffers from mental illness gets that, where, like, you really want to, like, you really like something, 
like a movie or a video game and you want to play it, but you just can't for some reason. But yeah, I finally, I, I finally did like did that. Got over it. Conquered it. Conquered that binge. Nice. And got back on Divinity Original Sin 2, which is a game I fucking love. Because, yeah, you've never beat the very end of it. No, I got to... There's a place called Arx, and I got to Arx, and then I just stopped. And this happened a couple of times with a couple of different characters. And I'm on, like... I've actually gone through, and I'm really proud of myself, because I've spent at least, like, 40 hours in this game now. And I'm literally <laughs> at, like, the end of the fight. <coughs> so it's kind of annoying that we record just before I am I actually beat the game. <laughs> like, literally, I'm, like, half an hour from beating the fucking thing. Yep. But, yeah, no, I've, I've really been enjoying it. And, like, but, like, like, not playing it for, like, six, seven months and then going back into end game has kind of rattled me a little bit because I mean I absolutely make no mistake I fucking love Divinity Original Sin 2 I love so much about it it is so very dear to me however that does not mean that it was not without some severe fucking flaws like the AI is a fucking dick (laughs) I don't like it like you get towards the end game and Suddenly, it's just all status ailments, all the time. People are stealing your source points left, right, and center. Source points are what you need to cast the the super big spells. And in arcs especially, source points are very hard to come across. Like Each character at this point has a maximum of three. So if you get one stolen in a fight and they keep casting decay on you, which, you know, you cure with, with a source point... It really gets annoying really friggin' quickly. <laughs> um, like, there's there's a fight I went and did, which was a character called the Doctor, which is nowhere near as Hoovian as anyone would like to think, <laughs> although I would really like to kill the Doctor as well. Well, lots of people have. There's been a lot of them. I want to kill the concept of Doctor Who because I've known so many people who are genuinely the worst of humanity that are just like, oh my god, I'm such a Hoovian. Oh, Alonzi. And I'm like, I am going to literally fucking pull out all your teeth, boil them, pull out the nerves, powder them up, and force you to fucking eat them. I'm starting to think that your dislike of them may not be about Doctor Who. Who can Mm. say? Who indeed? Who can say? Who indeed? But yeah, and my biggest problem is that I had to do the Doctor fight. I I play on the easiest difficulty that there is. And I shouldn't be facing this level of... I honestly feel if somebody from Larian Studios just walked into my house and punched me in the face, it would be less difficult than all these boss fights. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so like with this fight with the doctor there's one character who I won't spoil it but if they're in your party and you don't do a certain thing something horribly terribly bad happens to them which is basically the end of that character and you can't use them for the rest of the game so does it communicate what this thing is you have to do no <laughs> oh not really it's just at the start of phase two, the big bad just goes, guess what? Character ending thing I'm doing. And I'm just like, fuck. Which is why every time I, I do before I start to talk to someone, I quick save. Yeah. Because that's just something you've got to do. And for a game from 2017, it feels really 
not like something I should be. I shouldn't be save scumming it, but I can't help it because literally early on, there's a thing you can do that like, you can just go up and look at a like an uh, an altar to a god. And I I play an elf, so I walk up to this this human altar, and I'm just like, well, I'll just poke it, and then my character becomes permanently blinded for the rest of the game, oh. which means you can't <laughs> see more than like three feet in front of your <laughs> character. So the five by five foot square that you occupy, you can't attack or do anything outside of that. <laughs> so I had to reload. Yeah. And I was like, okay, just from literally just going, huh, that's that's an altar to the human god Relic. Hello. And he's just like, fucking blind. And like, okay, you've blinded me. Thank you. You are truly a benevolent god. <laughs> but yeah, um, so there's a lot of like, well, there's not a lot of things like the permanent blinding. Mm. But there's enough to always make you uncomfortable. Basically, it's like playing with a killer DM. It really is. It really is. So you don't ever want to, like, you always are looking to do the utmost that you can. Like, I would say that playing the game without a max out persuasion is just really not something you should be doing. (laughs) Which is a problem I have encountered at the very last fucking inch of the game. Which I'm going to have to go back all the way from all the puzzles I've done and fucking sort that out. Which really annoys me. Which I appreciate. It is self-inflicted, and I'm like, I could just continue the game as normal, but this is not how I want to play my game. And I've spent forty fucking hours in it, and I'm gonna fucking end it how I want. Yeah, yeah. And oh, with the doctor fight, I literally had, I think I beat him on my fifth attempt, just, just fucking mm. barely. And honestly, that compared to what I think is the final fight of the game, it's. Well, like depending on the paths that happens in the fight, mm. it's yeah, it's way harder. I think like because um, I I know that whenever you do have these kind of like turn based um, sort of things, what I generally find is that there's always a shtick, there's always a trick to beating each kind of really hard enemy, and they're always they always feel impossible. Until you figure out, oh, you just do this status ailment to him, then he can't do that, which means he can't do that, which means he can't do that. Like, it just becomes this kind of thing, but you have to... It becomes like a real pain to actually figure out what those individual things are, because sometimes it doesn't really give you what you need to figure it out. Um, But yeah. There's not that much of it in there, though. Like, the whole, oh, there's just, like, if you use ice magic on this person, there's not really that much about it. It's usually, if not always, just a straight-up fight. (laughs) <laughs> just get be better yeah okay so like there's there's a couple of really irritating fights in the game there's one where uh it's in the second area where you go to like the black pits it's like this big like set of scaffolding near these mines and it's just full of like these horrible blobs that are healed by fire so you go in there and then they set everything on fire so that every time they move through fire, they get loads of health back. Oh. And then they curse the fire. Like, you can't like just put cursed fire out with rain. You have to bless the fire so it's not cursed anymore, which costs <laughs> source. And then you have to like cast rain. 
and then they just start exploding shit anyway and it's just it's it's all I fucking hate this cursed shit. Oh, it's cursed fire. Oh, it's cursed poison puddle. Oh, it's cursed ice. It's like, how about you curse my fucking dick? Fucking curse my dick, I dare you. It's By the so sound of it, they're irritating. definitely going to. They're cursing every bit of my dick, and I can't be arsed. <laughs> and there's bits like that, all like, they'll, oh yeah, there's casting decay on everyone, and it's like, oh, just kill me, which they will. Which sounds like they're doing a pretty good job because on Because yeah. decay means that if you heal somebody, it hurts them. Ah, so it's like the undead stat in. Uh, yeah. Although, in if Final you have Fantasy. an undead, which I haven't had an undead because I can't be asked, because if you heal an undead, it hurts them, but if you poison them, it heals them. Okay. So you need poison vials if you play an undead or have an undead in your party mm. to heal them. Which is. It's really cool, but I just cannot be fucked to do that, you know? I just like the idea of this rad skeleton at the back of your party just chugging poison all the time. Yeah, the funny <laughs> thing is, like, if you play as a, an undead skeleton and you take your hat off at any time, now, your hat can literally just be like a bit of a feather on top of your head. You've still got your skeleton face hanging out. <laughs> and that's like, but that apparently counts as a disguise because you're wearing a headpiece. <laughs> So you always just have to have your hood up or your your, your like little top hat on. Well, and then people are like, ah, it's just a normal person. That's an alive creature. Well, how many times do you see someone walk down the street and you've gone, that's a very fancy hat, but you've never looked at their face? Never. Okay. Because I'm very, very prone to noticing if skeletons are walking among <laughs> us. I mean, have you noticed that before? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. It checks out. Yeah, thank mm. you for not asking for any proof as well. <laughs> well, no, we do, we know that it's just going to like escalate into a lie. So let's. Oh just... wow! Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. Are well, you going to start talking about the toy party? So <laughs> they're got... ghouls, not skeletons. Yeah, that's different. Skeletons, you know, have souls. Skeletons have a function. <laughs> but yeah, I uh... hi new people. Hello, Hello. <laughs> and goodbye. <laughs> But no, I, I genuinely do love that game. Like, like like I say, I am kind of harping on its flaws. But like, it's, it's, it is a beautiful game. And I'm really hoping that I can pick the right choice at the end. Because I'm <laughs> like, I hate that, like, that choice anxiety that you get. Oh, yeah. Because oh, I'm yeah, like, shit, yeah, yeah. no, I want to like, I want Iffen to, I want my boyfriend, Daddy Iffen, to have the best life that he can have. And I... I I got halfway through the end fight and I'm like, I got an achievement that has a red background for him. That's a bad ending. Just going to have to reload because I want him to have the best life. Is this going to be one of those things where you're going to find out that you're stuck in like a dead man walking situation? Yeah, probably. Yeah, like absolutely. Like I don't think there's any part in the game where you can just fuck yourself to the point where it's, Mm. it's unplayable. It's not like that. But it is very old in the way that... It sees that you are enjoying this beautiful world that it's crafted with this amazingly rich narrative filled with wonderfully written characters with with flaws that that not only like they can be a problem for you, but also it, it helps you learn to love them for their flaws in spite of them and because of them. And it fucking hates you for it and wants to see you die. <laughs> you see, and I... it wants to stamp on your fucking head in the gutter, screaming, do you like these characters? Too bad. One of them's going to be fucking murdered because you didn't know that you had to wear 
had to wear this and drink like fucking three cups of wine and eat some cheese, you stupid animal. And you're just crying, going, I'm sorry, I just want to be happy. And it's screaming, I don't care. <laughs> fucking cursed fire. And I'm like, I don't have any source points. And it's like, because you're a failure and your family hate you. And honestly, 10 out of 10. Cannot recommend that game enough. <laughs> you see, with, with those kind of games, I always just try and go into it with a what happens, happens sort of attitude. Because... I'm going to have to resign myself to that and just do it, but it's like, yeah. I always get caught up in the, the choice anxiety first. Yeah, because like... And the then moment... I just kind of go, fuck it, I have to steamroll through when I can just go back and reload it. It's fine. Because I think that's the thing, like, those games, they they become, they become an issue for you if you start treating them like there is a way of getting the best ending. Like, you have to just treat it as, what ending do I get? But yeah, no, um, I have been enjoying it, and I'm going to try and finish that off. Today. I'm today. probably going to be spending most of today editing, to be fair, so no fun for me. <laughs> You're not, no fun for you. No fun, no fun allowed. allowed. No fun allowed. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. So. so I guess that means we are on to the questions. The questiones. Ah, Whip, questiones. What's, the, what's the email? Sorry, do you want to start that again? What's the email address? Sorry, do you, do you want to say that again? A bit more no. Clearly? I will punch you in the soul. Do you want to ask what, what the email address people should send to? They should send. They should send their emails to onlydramamat at snipeandwib at gmail dot com. What's that email address again? You heard me. Oh. Also, we're just gonna stop doing the fuck Mary kill things because I think it was funny for a while, but now it's just like become a formulaic kind of thing, and we'll leave off it now. I think. Yeah, you want to maintain these things being funny. Yeah. Yeah. You, you want to keep this stuff fresh, so we're yeah. just going to... And we'll move on to something else tedious. Oh, thoroughly. We'll, we'll ruin <laughs> something else and then and then pick something else after that. You know, as you do. Yes. Uh, but we'll answer any that we get today, obviously. Yeah. So, starting off with a fuck, Mary kill. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> just, just for, you know. So, Blood Wolf Koji. We've got one each. Okay. Snipe. Mm. Engear Kraken Doom. Omegon. And Latara Sauron. Okay, so I'm going to marry Latara Sauron instantly. Yeah. Because of course I'm going to marry her. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to fuck Crack and Doom because I gotta... I gotta... I gotta... Gotta fuck the crack. I gotta... F- don't say that. Um, <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta see the Crack and Doom. You know what I mean? Mm. Which means you're going to kill Omegon. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, good oh luck. Gosh. A, lot of, a lot of tried. Well, I mean, like, I would say this question gives me the omnipotent power needed to do that. Okay. Because, like, <laughs> that, like this, this series of questioning insinuates that I am able to kill whoever <laughs> true, I choose. True, true. So I'm yeah, going no to kill him. With no No consequences at all. Yeah. My actions yep. don't have consequences. So, yeah, that, that's mine. Okay. okay. Web. Hello. Dante. Yes. 40k or DMC, you get to choose. <laughs> okay. Um, Lockjaw and Mortarian. Lockjaw? He's an orc. I-, I thought he was a fucking street shark. Yeah. I'm not familiar with Lockjaw. I assume there's an orc. There's a bracket that says orc names are such a treat. So I'm assuming he- he's an orc. Okay, so. I'm going to. Kill Mortarian, because quite frankly, I'm sick of his whinging. 
He does whinge a lot. Um, I'm gonna marry um, DMC Dante, I guess. DMC Dante? Yeah. Cool. He said it could be DMC or... Or uh, Blood Angels Dante. Devil May Cry 4 Dante is the only Dante you want to do. No, with. no. You, you, I mean DMC is just Devil May Cry. I don't yeah, mean it's the DMC, specific game. It's not my fault they name games dumb. Yes. So, which, but which Dante? Well, it has to be DMC, like, 5 Dante. Oh, he is pretty daddy. Because he's, oh, he he, he's a distinguished older gentleman. Yeah, but no, I don't know. I like DMC4 Dante because he's even more of an idiot. <laughs> I mean, he is. And yeah. I'm just like, you are so <laughs> stupid. Which means, I guess, I'm fucking Lockjaw, who's got... Oil in his like, veins. Like, a paragraph of information. And I got, that's all you need to know to fuck someone, I guess. I guess. <laughs> I guess, yeah. So, like, is that what, like, one-night stands are? Greetings. How much law do you have? How much law do you have? (laughs) Could you send me to the cliff points of your Wikipedia page so I can decide if you are an appropriate sexual partner for myself? (laughs) Here is my Wikipedia page. I think life would be a lot easier if it was like that, you know. Mm. Okay. Drama butt, what are yours? I have Lucius the Eternal. Yeah. Oh, it's your boy. Slime Arbo. Ooh. And Eldrad Ulthran. Yes. Ulthran. Yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> First um, try. Well, my initial instinct is, like, I don't want to kill Lucius because I don't want to be Lucius. Yeah. That's fair. But if if we're treating this as a you can kill without the consequences of killing, as previously just mm-hmm. discussed, yeah. which is why I took a keen interest in that question you, you had to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to kill Lucius yeah. and not be, become him and, be the and man end the cycle. Be the man takes no pleasure in it at all. You're just like, eh, it's, a, it's, it's an afternoon. There has been because it's to do with the, you taking pleasure in his in his kill or pride in his, his kill is what kind of spurns it. So I've seen a lot of people like debate. If, you say, know what you could do? You could, like, you could just poison, you could make someone poison stuff. And then he just drinks something that's poison and dies, and then well, they'd never know. Well, and the thing just, is, yeah. what people have thought about is that, like, say if you were a, um, like, if a servitor, like, was operating, like, heavy weapons on something, and it caused an explosion that killed Lucius, the servitor's going to take no pride in it, and it wasn't even aiming for him, mm-hmm. it just killed him accidentally, so would that would that mean the servitor would become Lucius? Or well, I mean, not? like, I like, would that mean that the, the person who made it, or whatever, would be like, yeah, I made the servitor that killed yeah, Lucius. Yeah, but if no Yay. one knows that he dies. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb here and not, and say that Slanesh probably doesn't care about any of these technicalities. That's it's fair. magic. Magic's all about technicalities. No, we need to get really mad about this drama, Matt. We need to get really humorless and mad about 40k it. law is a serious thing that is entirely consistent and it's never done anything that's stupid and you shouldn't think about ever. Yes. Yeah, so except shut up. for all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, okay. so let Drama Matt be the man who kills Lucius yes, the Eternal. Yes, finally kills Lucius the Eternal. Well, no, it's not me that kills them. It's just they are going to be killed, I've decided. Okay. okay. Yep. <laughs> you just point your finger and go, yep. you have seven yep. days left to live. So, <laughs> yep. But then I don't... Yeah, then then he's gone and it's fine. As much as it would be tempting to, to, to do the fuck with the champion of Slanesh, I think t- this is this is too good an opportunity. Yeah. I've read enough books with Lucius and he's a prick. Yeah. And then and then left over, we've got we've got Sly Marbo and Eldrad. And Marbo would be yelling the whole time. Yeah, I'm not sure I could deal with that, but I'm not sure I'd want to marry a psycho either. Because yeah. it'd be way 
Oh, it's like a you, tricky one, actually. Yeah, like, do you want to marry a psycho? Or I don't want to marry any of these three. the whole time. Um, because oh. like I mean I would think that the psycho would be able to like not would would be like oh I'm not going to intrude on your thoughts but the thing is every medium that has like people who can read minds and stuff always have the moment where they're just not paying attention and they just start invading your brain so yeah. like you could be thinking about something really fucked up like you know I don't know any of the thoughts that roam through your head when you're doing this podcast yeah. <laughs> and then they just kind of look at it, and then they just start acting weird with you for the rest of the day, and you're like, what? To be, to be fair, anyone who listens to this podcast knows the thoughts that just randomly go through our head when we're recording the podcast. Okay, True. that's completely True. fair. So this is like, basically, we always have psychers in our brain. Anyway, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck Sly, because I just don't think I could deal with the shouting forever for like the next 60 years or whatever. Yeah. See, so I you, guess if, I'm marrying an elder. If you yep. fuck him into a sexy sexy time coma, then does he stop shouting? I feel he's sh- he still continues yeah, he's, to shout. Even. He's like... Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he snores. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Okay, um, one more question from Bloodwolf Koji. Um, now that Abaddon's got on a new Chunky Boy model, yeah. the sky's the limit. So if you guys could request Games Workshop to update an old model for 8th edition... What would it be, and why? Right now, Black Mane, because I don't need to fucking explain myself. Holy shit, look at that fucking thing. <laughs> oh my god, it is time, Games Workshop. New Ragnar now. Yeah, honestly, that is my go-to one, because it is <sighs> the most um, old one. I wouldn't mind a new Dante, actually. Yeah, that's fair. Because um, his models from a, a very from around the same era, honestly, it just looks a lot better than yeah. Ragnar. Um, he could he could do one. There's a, there's a lot of models like that knocking yeah. around. I want a mother gullet mm. model. I do not. Everyone does. <laughs> Everybody do wants the mother gullet. I mean, technically, they're, the assassins are there, so they yeah, can do it. Yeah, but I want her after she's vored a fucking like royalties like progeny. I mean, gr- that's what green stuff exists for. Mm. Green stuff's in Ian Watson's imagination. Yeah. <laughs> and now I regret bringing it up, <laughs> yep. even as a joke. Yep. Uh, Vespid is my answer because turns out they're quite good fun to play with but I never would have realised that because why would you buy some they're horrendous models <laughs> yeah I get you they're expensive and shit yeah. but quite good fun to play with now yeah. yeah so I've never I mean they might have been before but I've, I don't think they were but they might have been but I never would have tried before playing on Tabletop Simulator yeah yeah I get you so yeah I mean you could always make some counts as things that you know have the same rules but look different just make them a different alien yeah yeah that's true find some wings wings to stick to some sort of tyranid models or something yeah that'll be fine yeah can't see a problem there a lot of people do make things using like say the lizard men from fantasy and make um, allied troops for the town like that (gasps) skaven with wings (gasps) yes (laughs) i love that idea yeah that's, that's a really good idea. Because mm, like, Skaven models are really cool. Um, ska- yeah, Space Skaven have been one of those things that they're in that same bracket as making like squat models yeah. from from uh, fantasy stuff, where it's like, oh, I'd like to do that one day, but that's a that's big a undertaking, huge task. Um, but doing it like with the towers is probably a good idea because then you just get to have them as an allied that, force. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, they're it just, just fits like a, in fluff-wise yeah. so yeah. perfectly. Yeah. Okay, I'm doing that at some point. Okay. Yes. Rad. Trademark me. No one else has had that idea, <gasps> and no one else can steal it. Oh no. Um. Next up, Ryan. First off. Will there be any more bat reps on the channel? Probably. Eventually. 
But like he does I also th- say, possibly featuring my fellow Tau player Drumblebum. <laughs> that would be cool. I, I, I did. I did come back and record a Batman with you, and then it was never mentioned. I assumed I just did horribly <laughs> because there was no further discussion about I about that. that we it never recorded it. I've still got all the footage, but honestly... is that actually what happened? I assu- I assumed it was just so terrible. It was just like deemed not good enough. I'm just going to straight up say the end part of it was um, really confusing to even quantify what was happening and i just didn't put the time in to edit it because i saw how the end looked you saw the end yeah. approaching and it was terrible it, it, no, we'll i, I assumed that one. was a more realistic answer yeah yeah we'll, we'll have to do another one with drummer but if if he's willing oh yeah definitely at some point yes we'll have to do like a every time you lose a unit drink and then I'll just take my knight and just be like, oh, I am Captain Sober. Yeah, well, we'd have to do it with wounds for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I have um, a maximum of 24 drinks. Yep. <laughs> I'll take my dread, I'll take my walker army and just lose wounds everywhere and get really fucking drunk. <laughs> and we'll do it in Warhammer World so they throw us out. Yep. <laughs> they have a bar there you can drink, right? Yeah, but also, if I wanted to buy a pint from Bugman's, I could well, get, like, a bottle of Zabrovka from, like, Tesco. I don't think the drinks are that bad. Well, the they're... food's pretty expensive. I mean, they'll seem, they'll seem, they'll seem cheap to me. Any I, I can go to festivals in the UK and, and beer pints seem cheap to me now. Ah. So. France has destroyed you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'll, I'll just sneak in a bottle of, like, Glenn's vodka... And just sit on like, and just put it in like a water bottle. And every time I, I lose a wound, I'll just have have a have a sip out of my, my water bottle. I mean, the and then when you... they throw me out for being drunk and disorderly, I'll be like, "What do you have against the uncomfortably hydrated?" And then threaten to sue them. I think they're probably more going to throw us out because you're not allowed to film in there. That's why we'll film in like short bursts. We'll do <laughs> we'll do a screenshot. Let's play battle rap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, second question from Ryan. Is a, an idea for a new line of questions. So possibly replace not well, maybe not possibly replacing fuck my kill. Nothing can replace. No. But so one minute law, where we all take a minute or less to describe the law of a subject <laughs> that someone suggested. Um, for instance, for instance, Wib could describe orc color theory. Snipe, you get the burning of Prospero. Mm-hmm. And Drummer Matt gets far sight enclaves. But the, the thing is, as well, if the person doesn't know, they can just make it up. <laughs> See, we were going to do that anyway, Ryan. I'm not going to... I'm not level with you. Half of our podcast is just this, like, <laughs> talking bullshit anyway. Yeah, and honestly, that just kind of feels like I want people to come in, like, come in and, like, give me, like, prompts to help me remember completely true stories about <laughs> Drama Matt. I was like, hey, Snipe, did you and Drama Matt ever go to the beach? And I'm like, yes. We went to the beach. <laughs> I'll tell you the story of what happened to that um, life preserver. Oof. <laughs> he put he put a life preserver over each of his testicles because they were really swollen up because he let the seagulls have a go at his balls. He does that because he, he just he kind of went in. We were like walking down the street, <laughs> walking down the boulevard as you do. Are we really doing this? I'm, do you want me to tell you, remember this this holiday story? I think I think it should be remembered for a time that it's been okay. That's fair. You know, you know, you're, you're just getting antsy because you see that we're at the hour and a half mark, and you desperately want a podcast under two hours. I do, yes. Even though I'm going to be the one editing it, and I'm always the one editing it, except for the very few times that you've helped, <laughs> which I'm kind of okay with. 
But anyway, <laughs> yeah, that that isn't that is that is a fun. Uh, yeah, fun thing. I do remember but, like, it, the, the biggest problem with that is that it wouldn't be a minute; it would be like twenty. Yeah, I, I do. I do remember. <laughs> we don't shut up. Doing like forty k lore in a minute, sort of thing. That was an idea we did toss around many years ago mm. um, to do. But I kind of feel like there's other channels that do the lore side better, which is why like the stuff that we cover is more like this is the actual physical thing. This mm. is the rule book. This is what's in it. This is what it is, yeah. as opposed to looking at it from like a, a lore perspective like we bring it up obviously but like it's not like the focus something just other, yeah. pe- other people are just kind of that's their thing you know no but thank you yeah. for the no but it's, it's, it's an interesting very, idea very cool idea yeah. thank yeah. you okay third and final thing from um ryan he sent a few pictures over of their hqs from their new all primaris army okay and they have definitely made a mistake because each of us may name one, and it will get written on their bases. That oh. is a mistake, yes. That is a mistake. So I've sent, I've sent some pictures through. Okay. Um, get just ready for, just for f- background while you're, while you're checking. Get- so they're um, the colour scheme of Death Eagles from the old Rogue, Rogue Trader. Ooh, yeah, classic. Yeah. Um, characters are Converted Captain from the Intercessor paint set, a Chaplain, and a Librarian. Okay. And we, we each get to name one. Okay. So who gets to name who? It is not specified, but I kind of want to call just one of them Bowie, and that fits okay, to any of them. So, so. like, so like, drama. Who do you want to pick? Because I want, I want dibs on the chaplain, because I want his name to be Slam Sector. <laughs> okay. I want him to be like, like Captain Slam Sector. Okay. Now you are not obligated to name these characters after what I, after what we've said, except for the fucking chaplain because his name has to be Slam Sector. Because so, of all the slamming that he does, he does the slam with with his stick, and it works because if they're based on you know an old sort of Rogue Trader era, that was where I thing, was going. You've gone for old Rogue Trader art, okay? Yeah. So Matt, which one do you want? Um, you can. I'll let you. I'll, I'll let you choose first. Okay. I think. I think I might go for the librarian then. Okay. Um. Okay. So, what are you going to call this lovely librarian? Uh, I think that his name should be Horace Warblehat. After the librarian from the Discworld. Yes. Series. After the after his supposed human name. Yes. Which That's... I totally didn't have to just look up or anything. No. Or you could call <laughs> him Duke Ook. Duke. <laughs> no, I think Horus is better. Okay. Horus Warble Hat. So draw a mat. What about what about you? You've got to be careful though, we don't want to start a Horus heresy. Oh, fuck oh, off. Fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> I mean good work, but fuck off. <laughs> good work, but fuck off. <laughs> Can the captain be called Captain Good Work but fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> no, because it wouldn't fit on the base. <laughs> This is true. Oh, this is too much. I spent the whole time, like, while you two were deciding, trying to think of something funny and witty. But Well, we didn't come know. up with something funny or witty, so I don't know <laughs> what you're saying. Sector and Horace Warble hat, yeah. <laughs> you, why don't you just call him Barry? Cause you yeah, can he just be Captain Barry? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or call him Barry, because he's got a smooth, shiny head. <laughs> like a berry. Yeah. Mm-hmm, like a berry. He could be Nick Berry, the guy from Heartbeat. No. <laughs> Just call him the guy. And he's not from being Heartbeat. named from the guy. He's not going to be named after anyone from Heartbeat because 
Why would you name it anything after anyone? Call him Greengrass. Mate, like, one of the the most, like, annoyed uh, or, like, most contentious opinion I think we've ever had is that we express that Heartbeat is a shit television show. We had a bunch of, like, Finnish people complaining at us going, no, it's not, because apparently they get Heartbeat because apparently the English just are content to make everyone suffer. Yeah, um, (laughs) it seems that if you're not English and you've had it repeated in your country, then Heartbeat is apparently a way better show. Um, whereas speaking as people who live in Britain and had to deal with heartbeat existing, um, My yeah, nana fuck heartbeat's terrible. Every fucking day, it was awful. The only good episode <laughs> was where the bloke thought he got abducted by aliens. But anyway, we should we, call, we should call this guy Harry Heartbeat. Harry Heartbeat. <laughs> Draw a map. You have. What are you going to call this lovely gentleman? I'm sticking with Captain Barry. Captain. No. Either Barry or Bowie, I can't decide. Okay. Okay. One of the two. Captain Barry slash Barry. How about hey, Barry? There's too much time on this question. Yes. But like the A but the, the first vowel is the, the Roman A E. So yeah, it's sold. Beery. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sold. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Good. That is what you should definitely paint on your expensive model. Yes. yes. Beery. <laughs> okay, next up, Murray. You all seem to like both the Warhammers and video games. Occasionally. It's been known. It's yes. occasionally. Is there any Warhammer video game that you would really like to see? Oh, I really just want another Space Marine type of game. Yeah, like a third-person action yeah, game. Third person the, action the example game. where the examples were given before you give your answers. Oh. Um, they personally would love a Star Trek bridge type game, but driving a Titan. That would be really cool. But then I or Vogel Dawn's Candy Crush, obviously. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And every time like you break stuff, he just says no. I think the only problem with like the Titan thing is that unless it's like a Warhound Titan, I think the pace of such a thing would be so slow that it would. Uh, I think you'd have to like it'd be a very hard game to design Still to make sounds fun. Like, a cool idea, though. like I'd love to see someone try, um, but I think it would be a very difficult one yeah. to do. Like honestly, yeah, I I just like to see another attempt at a kind of Space Marine style. I just game, want another like third a, person action game. Yeah. I, that's all I want. Like RTSs are not really games that I massively enjoy playing. And so, there's a bunch of them, so... You know. And there's so, ma- there's so many... there's so many strategy as well, of course. There are so many 40k, like, RTS games, and honestly, I yeah, I don't really like RTS games, so it's just, like, a whole swathe of video games about something I really enjoy just kind of blocked off to me because I don't like it. Mm. It's really annoying because, especially because Space Marine was just—it wasn't perfect, but it was—it felt so good and was so much fun. And I'm just super cranky because there won't be another one, <laughs> and I just want something like that or a Dark Soulsian kind of like style would be cool as well. Fight your way through a uh, like a corrupted underhive. Yeah, like that would be awesome. I could, you could you could do a lot of things like with that. Yeah, I I just want more. I want more forty k action games. I'm kind of fed mm. up of like the, oh yes, this is this is the lane survival forty k <laughs> game. This is a card game. So I'm okay. I think the thing is like strategy games in terms of like um, how, production of them are a lot cheaper to produce than like a, a no, big I action under, game. No, I I understand so. why. And plus, it's like a tabletop game, so yeah, like, it, it translates to like RTS pretty easy. Mm. It's still frustrating for someone who's definitely more of a yeah, an action kind of gamer. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, drama about what about you? Um, I think we mentioned before, but some sort of sniper elite type game, but with either like, you know, a scout sniper or some other I don't I don't mind what 
army, but a, sni- a, a, a sniper type game, but set in the 40k universe, would be fun. That would be yeah. really, really cool. You could probably actually do that really well with the new, um, like Primaris. Um, oh fuck, the name's falling out of my head. Vanguard forces, because um, they have like special sniper troops. Yeah, um, mm. you could probably do something quite fun with those. Of have that as like yeah, of trying to pick off like or weaken an enemy force before the main force goes in sort of thing. Or just straight up demoralise them by popping holes in their tanks. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd really like to see that. That's sounds really cool. Or you could do it, some of the missions you could be like overlooking like a whole huge battle and you're just up the side and you've just got to like take out like certain targets. That would be so cool. Like you're you could this see ridiculous battle happening. You could see like the battle change as you're as you're sort of doing things. So like, say so you, you can take see out them, like, advancing. Mm. If you take so, yeah. out like strategical like targets, yeah. So yeah. say like you help take out say like an orc death dread, and that means that like the for the the like guardsman force can advance <sighs> from the area that that was protecting, Dude. and you can see you. Like, yeah, I want this. This sounds so cool. I <laughs> want this game. <laughs> oh, this is also one of those ones that only a company with a lot of money can make therefore it's never yeah, 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 yeah. and I, whether they could do that well I have no idea but yeah. that's not the point the point is what would yeah. you like to see also so. I want another one that's kind of a little bit strategy game I want basically Divinity Original Sin 2 but with like an Inquisitor and their personal guard like a turn based heavily inspired tabletop kind of D&D kind of thing like like divinity, but but like they don't curse you all the time. <laughs> it would be nice to have something that's a bit more just based. like a real heavy. Like like basically, yeah. what I'm saying is, I I would be happy with like a Mass Effect type of like Inquisitor game or like a Divinity yeah. kind of game where it's a lot of story. Basically, yeah, what, what yeah. Eisenhorn said it was on its store yeah. page, yeah, basically, but wasn't what, actually because it was a shit mobile game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Right. Second. So, so the second one is actually due to to Murray's wife's mental image of Warhammer World. Okay. So so when when they mentioned Warhammer World, she had a mental image of like a kids theme park, <laughs> similar to you know. To, well, apparently like Peppa Pig World or Thomas the Tank Engine they Land. Have a Peppa Didn't know Pig either of those were a thing. <laughs> but Thomas the Tank Engine Land sounds amazing. Um, but yeah, like that, but Warhammer themed. Okay. No, so the question right. is. If you were to theme a normal fairground ride or theme park to Warhammer 40k or just or any kind of Warhammer, what would you do? I would call it The Law and L-O-R-E and it would be a really fun roller coaster that stops every time just before the fun dip and like a really annoying prick from the internet descends to you and goes, well actually, I think you'll find. And then like he diverts you to like a completely straight and this takes 20 minutes see I was just going to say Lumen Russell's petting zoo but you know what there's nothing we're going to say is going to top that no no answer is that yeah okay so like for just to clarify thank you to clarify I'm not like throwing shade at like Rem or like Tactica Imperial or any lore channels I'm throwing shade at those YouTube commenters but, like, you make a joke, and someone comes and goes, well, that's not exactly perfect as the fucking, as Lexicanum says it, so therefore, dislike, yeah. I, w- I And when, when people try and point death. out that something's not a dinosaur, you know. Yeah, whereas... Which, oh, oh, wait! Oh, 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 so, yeah, okay. 
So we said ages ago in our Rogue Trader video, we made a joke about how Marnius Calgar had a writing desk that looked like a dinosaur. That was a dinosaur. We made a joke about it, and then when we Aaron Dembski Bowden literally agrees with us, so y'all can just. But we did it. We then responded to that, like people going, "Actually, it's an early tyrannid," and we're like, "Yeah, we know." Um, And we responded to that in our second video. In the most recent White Dwarf, it explicitly refers to it as a dinosaur writing desk. <laughs> we have been vindicated. We were right all along. Yeah. <laughs> Your joke was accurate. Our joke was accurate. And the thing is, they're also making a joke, yes. But apparently, you know... You can't ever make jokes about... Because it's like, just yeah. because it literally looks exactly like a dinosaur, you're not allowed to call it that as a joke or as kind of like... A vehicle for your humour. Yeah. No, you have to refer to it as a proto-tyranid, otherwise it's just not funny. <laughs> or something. But yeah, that's my idea for a um a 40k theme. Yeah, yeah, like, right? yeah, that's perfect. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Very last one for Murray, just a quick shag Mario Void. Okay. Um mainly for Wib, but if Snipe or the Matthew of Percussion want to chip in, the that's Matthew fine. of Percussion okay. is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have read that sentence apart from Matthew of Percussion. <laughs> <laughs> So, Wib, you have Spock. Okay. Leonard Nimoy. Spock, Zachary Quinto. Or okay. Spock, Tom Peck. That's the one who's playing it in Discovery, right? Yeah, I would say so. Uh, you, you are the one who has watched the, Discovery. The so. guy with the really um. cool pointy beard. <laughs> Presumably. It's also a NASCAR driver. By the way. No, no, it's just two Spocks <laughs> and NASCAR driver. <laughs> 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 Did you mean Ethan Peck? Yeah, his name's Ethan Peck. Because Tom Peck is a NASCAR driver, so would oh, don't, you fuck don't, that don't NASCAR Don't marry a NASCAR driver. driver. They, they just go around in circles around the whole thing. It's just yeah, yeah. No, it's it's Ethan Peck who plays him in the. But no, that's yeah. not what uh, you were okay. asked. You were asked <laughs> if you would fuck, <laughs> marry, or kill. Tom Peck, who is a NASCAR driver. Yeah, Leonard Nimoy playing Spock, Zachary Quinto playing Spock, or a NASCAR driver playing Spock. <laughs> <coughs> okay, let's have Sorry, a- Murray, we're not... <laughs> it sounds like we're taking the piss. <laughs> we are. There's so many different Tom <laughs> Pecks. Why are there so many Tom Pecks? Um... There's a picture of him there, where he's just got a sticker over his face. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) There he is. There's the daddy. Okay, there he is. He's on a trading car. Okay. He really likes wearing hats, apparently. He's a NASCAR driver, they can't help it. Really? Okay. Um, Okay. (coughs) So, uh, I think, you know, I... You gotta marry Leonard Nimoy or Spock, yeah. like, you know. Yeah. You gotta have that. And you know what? Zachary Quinto actually did a really good job. I think, Um, like... Like acting wise, and even visually, he's he's very very yeah. close. To Basically, all, nearly all the actors in the Kelvinverse, like Kelvin timeline stuff, are actually really good at playing the characters that they're supposed to be playing when they have good writing backing them up. Uh, which is why Star Trek Beyond is quite good, and I totally believe them being the characters. Uh, whereas the the other ones just. They could be anyone because they just they're just badly written movies. Mm, I will say that I think casting Tom Peck, who is a NASCAR driver, as <laughs> Spock was maybe a bit misinformed. No, no, I like I like casting it. Um, <laughs> it's just Spock with a hat is really weird. okay. Okay, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell I'm gonna work this. So 
If we imagine Spock like coming in and he's got like the big fucking cap on and he just gets out of a NASCAR and it's like I mean, I don't know what like accent that guy has, but I can guarantee you it's Southern American. And he's just like, Well, you see, we gotta bring up the nacelles the over there and gotta gotta get the cling on. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna be honest. I desperately need this man to play Spock <laughs> because it would change my life. Okay, you know, I'm go- I'm just gonna go forth with this. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, not I'm gonna... gonna get over this. If we're dealing with Ethan Peck, then let's let's fuck Ethan Peck. He's Spock with a beard. Uh, Something to hold on to, uh, and that means I'd have to avoid Zachary Quinto. Though that's nothing against Zachary Quinto. However, if it's Tom Peck, the NASCAR <laughs> driver playing Spock, then I'm afraid he's the one I'll have to avoid, and I'll 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 fuck Zachary Quinto as Spock uh, because I know nothing against Tom Peck, esteemed stock car NASCAR, whatever the fucking hell he drives that, the, big the sport car. is called, where they drive a car around a circle. For 27 hours. Um, I don't have a high opinion of NASCAR. Does that show? <laughs> he just wants to make you happy by playing the character of your childhood, Spock, the Vulcan. Well, I'm sorry, Tom Peck. But I don't, I don't think you're very good at it. As much as I do want to see it. Um, but also, I don't need that. Uh, I feel that this should now move on to another segment of another question. Okay. okay. Two people left. Okay. First up, Seamus. I'm just going to ignore the laughing in the background. That's probably for the best. Probably fine. What is the worst thing you think the Emperor has stored away in his vault as a relic of humanity's greatest endeavours? Tom Peck as Spock. Because <laughs> he's definitely in the movie. I personally think that he has he has kept all of the childhood drawings that the Primarchs... <gasps> Have given to him. And they all suck. And they're all really bad, especially one by Perturabo. That is just, you know, like when a, a, a parent is like, I don't even want to put that on the fridge, it's that bad. Yeah, my parents used to do that. Um, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the worst thing that he has in his, like, vault. Okay. Unless it's supposed to be specifically from like, the Dark Age of Technology. In which case, it's probably like a Gizmondo or something. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, <Tamagotchi>. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, and he still feels really bad because he kept letting it die. No, no, the, the, like Biggie would have a Digimon because it's about grow, like basically like Big E. Yeah, Big E, the big imps. Yeah, okay. Daddy MP. Fine. Yeah, yeah. Carry on. Shut up. <laughs> like you don't have nicknames to the emperor. <laughs> That's a normal thing people do. Like he'd probably have a Digimon because then you you, know, you raise something, you care for it, you feed it, and then you fight it to the death. Yeah, Digimon yeah. toys were amazing. They were so good. My brother and I had like one, and they yeah. were amazing. So good. My brother kept making it like, like, like abusing them so that they would fire poop. As yeah, you do. if you didn't take care of it, they turned into shit monsters. Yeah, for some reason. and fired poops. Yeah, but yeah, um fuck were we talking about oh yeah i'd say that he has like he's got like a really like huge collection of like 80s cartoons but none of the good ones what so he's got like 
Centurion. Yeah, he's got Centurion. Centurion. Like a box set DVD of those. And he's got, like, fucking... Uh, actually, no, know what I reckon he'll have? He'll have the complete boxed editions, like, mint in box, of all those really, like, shitty, early, post-reboot CGI kids shows where they were all, like, tie-ins to, like, toy lines that no one remembers. I think he's got a Chinese bootleg Peppa Pig shirt. Just one. Just the one. And it's, like, way too small for him. And it's, like, one of those really crappy white shirts with, like, a square print. And no, it's got he's... Gucci underneath it. You know what he's got? I bet he's somewhere in his vault he's got those t- that T-shirt of a pineapple wearing a thong with the word <gasps> with slut, slut written, written on underneath it. it. Yeah, you, you know he's got, like, season one to 69 of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> because that's how long I hope it goes for. Because it genuinely brings me joy. Mm. And but also, if anyone wants to draw the emperor wearing a the, T-shirt, the, the, with, the, the pineapple with a pink thong with the word "slut" underneath it, I'd, I'd be very <laughs> grateful. Don't feel you need to; ha- you have to. But also, if someone does that, that would be the greatest thing Fuck, to ever I'm, come of this podcast. I'm tempted to do it, but then I'd probably get death threats on Twitter for misunderstanding the law. <laughs> <laughs> no, the emperor was not a slut. Like, he was, though. He was, though. Like, the sensei are a proof of that. Yeah, like, sensei are a proof of that, because he just randomly totally decided can, to slut sure. it up and have loads of kids. But, like, <laughs> I'm not saying that has any judgment on him morally. Like, he was a really good slut. He was great at it. Yeah. He was slutting around like the sluttiest pineapple you ever did see. I've seen some pretty slutty pineapples. And the emperor tops all yeah. of them off. Uh, what's the next question, Matthew? Um... Next up from Shainus, we've got two Fuck, Marry, Kills. Okay. So, first up, a Tau Aircast pilot, a Tau Earthcast scientist, and a Tau Watercast diplomat. Kill the diplomat. I mean, straight up, fuck the pilot, marry the scientist, kill the diplomat. Yeah, 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 yeah. same. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think that one's just got a correct answer. Yeah, Yeah, really. (laughs) Okay, Um, okay, next one, this one gets a little bit messy. So... We've got the Triumvirate of the Imperium. Okay. The Triumvirate of Yinyad? Yeah. Never said that one out loud before. <laughs> uh, and the Triumvirate of the Primarch. So for those who don't know, n- me obviously not being included in the subset. <laughs> the Triumvirate of the Imperium is Celestine, Greyfax and Cole. Mm. Triumvirate of Yinyad is... Oh, more pronunciations. It's usually Yinyad, I've heard people pronounce that. <laughs> Yeah, you need. Okay, what you need. Do I need. You've got the avatar of you need. Visarch and Irvrain. Irvrain, yeah. The Eldars. And then the triumvirate of the Primarch is Gilliman, Cypher, and Voldus. So you have to fuck, marry, kill. This is weird because I'm technically in it. Well, I, yeah. I think, um, given that one of us plays the character and the other one is married to the person that plays the character, then we have to marry um, you one with Celestine in it. Triumvirate of... Triumvirate of the Imperium. Yeah, so got to marry... I don't know about you, but I really want to be involved in a gangbang with the Primarch. Okay, so we're fucking... We um, have to. Triumvirate of the Primarch. Yeah. Okay. It, I, I want so many Eiffel Towers. So we're, kill it, we're killing the Eldar. Then, yeah, basically. sorry Eldar. Okay. It's just... I don't know, I'd go for the Eldar for some. Would you? Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see that, but it's just like, I mean, come on, uh, Primark. <laughs> I mean, then I get to kill a Primark, so double <laughs> Okay, it's like, yeah. stop, like, you, honestly, <laughs> it's I, on brand. I'm starting to feel that Clancy was written just because you're obsessed with killing a Primark. <laughs> Do you want me to go buy the Russ model from Forge World so you can just come over and play Iron Man 40k with me? <laughs> No, <laughs> there's never a good situation to do that. Okay, that's fair. 
Do you just want to like, break into Forge World and punch it off, like punch the Primarchs off their stands? <laughs> We're going to go to Warhammer World with you someday, and you're going to get kicked out because you just you're, like, slapping act- them all off the side. Because you're acting like a cat in the fucking in a, in a kitchen, just knocking all of the Primarchs off the shelves. Yeah, and then like they turn around and go, "Did you just do that?" And you're like, "No." And then while maintaining unbroken eye contact, you just pick up Horus <laughs> do it again and throw him on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, I can see you doing it," and you're like, "No, ah." Smash. <laughs> There's Vulcan gone now. Mm. <laughs> okay, very last question. Okay. Tom Yule. So fuck Mary Kill. Okay. We have Ryan Gosling as Detective Pikachu. Okay. Danny DeVito <gasps> as Detective Pikachu. Right. And Willem Dafoe as himself as Detective Pikachu. Oh, shit, that's Ooh. not fair. <laughs> we gotta kill Ryan Gosling. We gotta kill. Yeah, I'm we sorry. Gotta kill, I'm we gotta sorry. kill Ryan yeah. Gosling. However, it's, it's... I want to see how you feel about this. Okay. So okay. we want. I think we should marry Danny DeVito. I as think Detective we should Pikachu. do that. We anyway. should just marry Danny DeVito because anyway. he's he's amazing. And fuck <laughs> Willem Dafoe, despite despite mm. Lars von Trier explicitly stating that he has a terrifyingly large penis. Yeah, but who the fuck cares what Lars von Trier says because he's a prick anyway. He isn't complete. So I say, I don't care about anatomy. It's Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So I think we've got to fuck Willem Dafoe and marry Danny DeVito and kill Ryan Gosling yeah. because that's just, like, that is, that's another question with the right answer. That That is just the right answer, mm, I feel. Mm, yeah. 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 Agreed. Yep. Okay, good. Good. What a great, great question to end on. That's, that's a good good end to the, the era of our lives that are dominated yeah. by fuck, Mary kills as well, I feel. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's end is a good end. Good, yes. <laughs> Talking about Willem Dafoe's frighteningly large genitalia is where we wanted to end it. I just want to think about Danny DeVito as Detective Pikachu. <laughs> Mainly because my impersonation of Danny DeVito is literally my impersonation of Willem Dafoe and sounds <laughs> nothing like Willem Dafoe and is like a weird... Raspy New York accent. <laughs> I mean, in my in my head, um, Danny DeVito has just become Frank Reynolds from Always Sunny. So, see, he'll always be like he'll always be the Penguin and the brother from Twins for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I grew up with like him just randomly doing loads of movies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Because yeah, <laughs> because that was just cool. That's just what he did. Also, Junior. What other movies did he do with? He did Arnie. Junior, and he did uh, Twins. Twins. I'm sure they did another one or something together. I think they were mates, or they are mates, or something like that. But whatever, it's cool. Okay. And, and so, is that all? All of our questions done. It is. Okay. Excellent. This is where the podcast ends. Then. Yes. Thank you for listening. We have been us. You have been you. Presumably, we don't like to assume, but just for ease of conversation. Let's just say that that's how this went down. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, I guess. Bye. (laughs) Are you okay? No. (laughs) What?